Chapter Nine of Cousin Pons by Honoré de Balzac, translated by Ellen Marriage. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bruce Peary. Chapter Nine. Next morning, the president went out fairly early to pay a call on his cousin before going down to the court. The apparition of Monsieur le Président de Marville, announced by Madame Cibot, was an event in the house pons thus honoured for the first time in his life saw reparation ahead at last my dear cousin said the president after the ordinary greetings at last i have discovered the cause of your retreat your behaviour increases if that were possible my esteem for you i have but one word to say in that connection my servants have all been dismissed my wife and daughter are in despair they want to see you to have an explanation in all this my cousin there is one innocent person and he is an old judge you will not punish me will you for the escapade of a thoughtless child who wished to dine with the popinots especially when i come to beg for peace admitting that all the wrong has been on our side an old friendship of thirty-six years even supposed that there had been a misunderstanding has still some claims come sign a treaty of peace by dining with us to-night pons involved himself in a diffuse reply and ended by informing his cousin that he was to sign a marriage contract that evening how that one of the orchestra was not only going to be married but also about to fling his flute to the winds to become a banker very well to-morrow madame la comtesse popinot has done me the honour of asking me cousin she was so kind as to write the day after to-morrow then monsieur brunner a german my first flute's future partner returns the compliment paid him to-day by the young couple you are such pleasant company that it is not surprising that people dispute for the honour of seeing you very well next sunday within a week as we say at the courts on sunday we are to dine with monsieur graff the flute's father-in-law very well on saturday between now and then you will have time to reassure a little girl who has shed tears already over her fault god asks no more than repentance you will not be more severe than the eternal father with poor little cecile pons thus reached on his weak side again plunged into formulas more than polite and went as far as the stairhead with the president an hour later the president's servants arrived in a troop on poor pons's second floor they behaved after the manner of their kind they cringed and fawned they wept madeleine took monsieur pons aside and flung herself resolutely at his feet it is all my fault and monsieur knows quite well that i love him here she burst into tears it was vengeance boiling in my veins monsieur ought to throw all the blame of the unhappy affair on that we are all to lose our pensions monsieur i was mad and i would not have the rest suffer for my fault i can see now well enough that fate did not make me for monsieur i have come to my senses i aimed too high but i love you still monsieur these ten years i have thought of nothing but the happiness of making you happy and looking after things here what a lot oh if monsieur but knew how much i love him but monsieur must have seen it through all my mischief-making if i were to die to-morrow what would they find 
a will in your favor monsieur yes monsieur in my trunk under my best things madeleine had set a responsive cord vibrating the passion inspired in another may be unwelcome but it will always be gratifying to self-love this was the case with the old bachelor after generously pardoning madeleine he extended his forgiveness to the other servants promising to use his influence with his cousin the presidente on their behalf it was unspeakably pleasant to pons to find all his old enjoyments restored to him without any loss of self-respect the world had come to pons he had risen in the esteem of his circle but schmucke looked so downcast and dubious when he heard the story of the triumph that pons felt hurt when however the kind-hearted german saw the sudden change wrought in pons's face he ended by rejoicing with his friend and made a sacrifice of the happiness that he had known during those four months that he had had pons all to himself mental suffering has this immense advantage over physical ills when the cause is removed it ceases at once pons was not like the same man that morning the old man depressed and visibly failing had given place to the serenely contented pons who entered the president's house that october afternoon with the marquise de pompadour's fan in his pocket schmucke on the other hand pondered deeply over this phenomenon and could not understand it your true stoic never can understand the courtier that dwells in a frenchman pons was a born frenchman of the empire a mixture of eighteenth-century gallantry and that devotion to womankind so often celebrated in songs of the type of partant pour la Syrie. so schmucke was fain to bury his chagrin beneath the flowers of his german philosophy but a week later he grew so yellow that madame cibot exerted her ingenuity to call in the parish doctor the leech had fears of icterus and left madame cibot frightened half out of her wits by the latin word for an attack of the jaundice meantime the two friends went out to dinner together perhaps for the first time in their lives for schmucke it was a return to the fatherland for johann graff of the hotel de rhin and his daughter emilie wolfgang graff the tailor and his wife fritz brunner and wilhelm schwab were germans and pons and the notary were the only frenchmen present at the banquet the graffs of the tailor's business owned a splendid house in the rue de richelieu between the rue neuve des petits champs and the rue villedo they had brought up their niece for emilie's father not without reason had feared contact with the very mixed society of an inn for his daughter the good tailor graffs who loved emilie as if she had been their own daughter were giving up the ground floor of their great house to the young couple and here the bank of brunner schwab and company was to be established the arrangements for the marriage had been made about a month ago some time must elapse before fritz brunner author of all this felicity could settle his deceased father's affairs and the famous firm of tailors had taken advantage of the delay to redecorate the first floor and to furnish it very handsomely for the bride and bridegroom the offices of the bank had been fitted into the wing which united a handsome business house with the hotel at the back between courtyard and garden on the way from the rue de normandie to the rue de richelieu 
pons drew from the abstracted schmucke the details of the story of the modern prodigal son for whom death had killed the fatted innkeeper pons but newly reconciled with his nearest relatives was immediately smitten with a desire to make a match between fritz brunner and cecile de marville chance ordained that the notary was none other than berthier old cardot's son-in-law and successor the sometime second clerk with whom pons had been wont to dine ah monsieur berthier you here he said holding out a hand to his host of former days we have not had the pleasure of seeing you at dinner lately how is it returned the notary my wife has been anxious about you we saw you at the first performance of the devil's betrothed and our anxiety became curiosity old folk are sensitive replied the worthy musician they make the mistake of being a century behind the times but how can it be helped it is quite enough to represent one century they cannot entirely belong to the century which sees them die ah said the notary with a shrewd look one cannot run two centuries at once by the by continued pons drawing the young lawyer into a corner why do you not find some one for my cousin cecile de marville ah why answered berthier in this century when luxury has filtered down to our very porter's lodges a young fellow hesitates before uniting his lot with the daughter of a president of the court of appeal of paris if she brings him only a hundred thousand francs in the rank of life in which mademoiselle de marville's husband would take the wife was never yet known that did not cost her husband three thousand francs a year the interest on a hundred thousand francs would scarcely find her in pin money a bachelor with an income of fifty or twenty thousand francs can live on an entresol he is not expected to cut any figure he need not keep more than one servant and all his surplus income he can spend on his amusements he puts himself in the hands of a good tailor and need not trouble any further about keeping up appearances far-sighted mothers make much of him he is one of the kings of fashion in paris but a wife changes everything a wife means a properly furnished house continued the lawyer she wants the carriage for herself if she goes to the play she wants a box while the bachelor has only a stall to pay for in short a wife represents the whole of the income which the bachelor used to spend on himself suppose that husband and wife have thirty thousand francs a year between them practically the sometime bachelor is a poor devil who thinks twice before he drives out to chantilly bring children on the scene he is pinched for money at once now as monsieur and madame de marville are scarcely turned fifty cecile's expectations are bills that will not fall due for fifteen or twenty years to come and no young fellow cares to keep them so long in his portfolio the young featherheads who are dancing the polka with lorettes at the jardin mabille are so cankered with self-interest that they don't stand in need of us to explain both sides of the problem to them between ourselves i may say that mademoiselle de marville scarcely sets hearts throbbing so fast but that their owners can perfectly keep their heads and they are full of these anti-matrimonial reflections 
if any eligible young man in full possession of his senses and an income of twenty thousand francs happens to be sketching out a programme of marriage that will satisfy his ambitions mademoiselle de marville does not altogether answer the description and why not asked the bewildered musician oh said the notary well a young man nowadays may be as ugly as you and i my dear pons but he is almost sure to have the impertinence to want six hundred thousand francs a girl of good family with wit and good looks and good breeding flawless perfection in short then it will not be easy to marry her she will not be married so long as monsieur and madame de marville cannot make up their minds to settle marville on her when she marries if they had chosen she might have been the vicomtesse popinot by now but here comes monsieur brunner we are about to read the deed of partnership and the marriage contract greetings and introductions over the relations made pons promise to sign the contract he listened to the reading of the documents and towards half-past five the party went into the dining-room the dinner was magnificent as a city merchant's dinner can be when he allows himself a respite from money-making graff of the hotel du rhin was acquainted with the first provision dealers in paris never had pons nor schmucke fared so sumptuously the dishes were a rapture to think of italian paste delicate of flavor unknown to the public smelts fried as never smelts were fried before fish from lake leman with a real genevese sauce and a cream for plum pudding which would have astonished the london doctor who is said to have invented it it was nearly ten o'clock before they rose from table the amount of wine german and french consumed at that dinner would amaze the contemporary dandy nobody knows the amount of liquor that a german can imbibe and yet keep calm and quiet to even have an idea of the quantity you must dine in germany and watch bottle succeed to bottle like wave rippling after wave along the sunny shores of the mediterranean and disappear as if the teuton possessed the absorbing power of sponges or sea-sand perfect harmony prevails meanwhile there is none of the racket that there would be over the liquor in france the talk is as sober as a money-lender's extempore speech countenances flush like the faces of the brides in frescoes by cornelius or schnorr imperceptibly that is to say and reminiscences are poured out slowly while the smoke puffs from the pipes about half-past ten that evening pons and schmucke found themselves sitting on a bench out in the garden with the ex-flute between them they were explaining their characters opinions and misfortunes with no very clear idea as to why or how they had come to this point in the thick of a potpourri of confidences wilhelm spoke of his strong desire to see fritz married expressing himself with vehement and vinous eloquence what do you say to this programme for your friend brunner cried pons in confidential tones a charming and sensible young lady of twenty-four belonging to a family of the highest distinction the father holds a very high position as a judge there will be a hundred thousand francs paid down and a million to come wait answered schwab i will speak to fritz this instant 
the pair watched brunner and his friend as they walked round and round the garden again and again they passed the bench sometimes one spoke sometimes the other pons was not exactly intoxicated his head was a little heavy but his thoughts on the contrary seemed all the lighter he watched fritz brunner's face through the rainbow mist of fumes of wine and tried to read auguries favorable to his family before very long schwab introduced his friend and partner to m pons fritz brunner expressed his thanks for the trouble which pons had been so good as to take in the conversation which followed the two old bachelors schmucke and pons extolled the estate of matrimony going so far as to say without any malicious intent that marriage was the end of man tea and ices punches and cakes were served in the future home of the betrothed couple the wine had begun to tell upon the honest merchants and the general hilarity reached its height when it was announced that schwab's partner thought of following his example at two o'clock that morning schmucke and pons walked home along the boulevards philosophizing a perte de raison as they went on the harmony pervading the arrangements of this our world below on the morrow of the banquet cousin pons betook himself to his fair cousin the presidente overjoyed poor dear noble soul to return good for evil surely he had attained to a sublime height as every one will allow for we live in an age when the montillon prize is given to those who do their duty by carrying out the precepts of the gospel ah said pons to himself as he turned the corner of the rue de choiseul they will lie under immense obligations to their parasite any man less absorbed in his contentment any man of the world any distrustful nature would have watched the president's wife and daughter very narrowly on this first return to the house but the poor musician was a child he had all the simplicity of an artist believing in goodness as he believed in beauty so he was delighted when cecile and her mother made much of him after all the vaudeville's tragedies and comedies which had been played under the worthy man's eyes for twelve long years he could not detect the insincerity and grimaces of social comedy no doubt because he had seen too much of it any one who goes into society in paris and knows the type of woman dried up body and soul by a burning thirst for social position and a fierce desire to be thought virtuous any one familiar with the sham piety and the domineering character of a woman whose word is law in her own house may imagine the lurking hatred she bore this husband's cousin whom she had wronged all the demonstrative friendliness of mother and daughter was lined with a formidable longing for revenge evidently postponed for the first time in amelie de marville's life she had been put in the wrong and that in the sight of the husband over whom she tyrannized and not only so she was obliged to be amiable to the author of her defeat you can scarcely find a match for this position save in the hypocritical dramas which are sometimes kept up for years in the sacred college of cardinals or in chapters of certain religious orders 
at three o'clock when the president came back from the law courts pons had scarcely made an end of the marvellous history of his acquaintance monsieur frederic brunner cecile had gone straight to the point she wanted to know how frederic brunner was dressed how he looked his height and figure the colour of his hair and eyes and when she had conjectured a distinguished air for frederic she admired his generosity of character think of his giving five hundred thousand francs to his companion in misfortune oh mamma i shall have a carriage and a box at the italien cecile grew almost pretty as she thought that all her mother's ambitions for her were about to be realized that the hopes which had almost left her were to come to something after all as for the presidente all that she said was my dear little girl you may perhaps be married within the fortnight all mothers with daughters of three-and-twenty address them as little girl still added the president in any case we must have time to make inquiries never will i give my daughter to just anybody as to inquiries said pons berthier is drawing up the deeds as to the young man himself my dear cousin you remember what you told me well he is quite forty years old he is bald he wishes to find in family life a haven after a storm i did not dissuade him every man has his tastes one reason the more for a personal interview returned the president i am not going to give my daughter to a valetudinarian very good cousin you shall see my suitor in five days if you like for with your views a single interview would be enough cecile and her mother signified their rapture frederic is decidedly a distinguished amateur he begged me to allow him to see my little collection at his leisure you have never seen my pictures and curiosities come and see them he continued looking at his relatives you can come simply as two ladies brought by my friend schmucke and make monsieur brunner's acquaintance without betraying yourselves frederic need not in the least know who you are admirable cried the president the attention they paid to the once scorned parasite may be left to the imagination poor pons that day became the president's cousin the happy mother drowned her dislike in floods of joy her looks her smiles her words sent the old man into ecstasies over the good that he had done over the future that he saw by glimpses was he not sure to find dinners such as yesterday's banquet over the signing of the contract multiplied indefinitely by three in the houses of brunner schwab and graff he saw before him a land of plenty a vie de cocagne a miraculous succession of plats couverts of delicate surprise dishes of exquisite wines if cousin pons brings this through said the president addressing his wife after pons had departed we ought to settle an income upon him equal to his salary at the theatre certainly said the lady and cecile was informed that if the proposed suitor found favour in her eyes she must undertake to induce the old musician to accept a munificence in such bad taste next day the president went to berthier he was anxious to make sure of m frederic brunner's financial position berthier 
forewarned by madame de marville had asked his new client schwab to come schwab the banker was dazzled by the prospect of such a match for his friend everybody knows how deeply a german venerates social distinctions so much so that in germany a wife takes her husband's official title and is the frau generale the frau rat and so forth schwab therefore was as accommodating as a collector who imagines that he is cheating a dealer in the first place said cecile's father as i shall make over my estate of marville to my daughter i should wish the contract to be drawn up on the dotal system in that case monsieur brunner would invest a million francs in land to increase the estate and by settling the land on his wife he would secure her and his children from any share in the liabilities of the bank berthier stroked his chin he is coming on well is monsieur le president thought he when the dotal system had been explained to schwab he seemed much inclined that way for his friend he had heard fritz say that he wished to find some way of insuring himself against another lapse into poverty there is a farm and pasture-land worth twelve hundred thousand francs in the market at this moment remarked the president if we take up shares in the bank of france to the amount of a million francs that will be quite enough to guarantee our account said schwab fritz does not want to invest more than two million francs in business he will do as you wish i am sure monsieur le president the president's wife and daughter were almost wild with joy when he brought home this news never surely did so rich a capture swim so complacently into the nets of matrimony you will be madame brunner de marville said the parent addressing his child i will obtain permission for your husband to add the name to his and afterwards he can take out letters of naturalization if i should be a peer of france some day he will succeed me the five days were spent by madame de marville in preparations on the great day she dressed cecile herself taking as much pains as the admiral of the british fleet takes over the dressing of the pleasure yacht for her majesty of england when she takes a trip to germany pons and schmucke on their side cleaned swept and dusted pons's museum rooms and furniture with the agility of sailors cleaning down a man-of-war there was not a speck of dust on the carved wood not an inch of brass but it glistened the glasses over the pastels obscured nothing of the work of latour cruz and Lyotard, illustrious painter of the chocolate girl miracles of an art alas so fugitive the inimitable lustre of florentine bronze took all the varying hues of the light the painted glass glowed with colour every line shone out brilliantly every object threw in its phrase in a harmony of masterpieces arranged by two musicians both of whom alike had attained to be poets End of chapter nine